So I went to my favorite metaphysical store the other day. Okay. And, you know, they have a million wonderful things that I want, but there's a game that they had. They'd never have games, but it was a little card game and it's called You Wish. And (laughs) (laughs) it's like Go Fish, but with like mystical creatures like witches and unicorns and fairies and no that sounds so fun it's so adorable if you get one excuse me christmas is <clears throat> <laughs> or my birthday well you know your birthday is farther away so it, it would definitely be christmas <laughs> but uh <laughs> but it's so cool i that wanted to buy it and go really play cool. with jamie Oh, he would love that. It's like Pokemon. He's super into that right now. <laughs> yeah, except this is more of a boring game where they don't fight. You just try to collect as many as you want in one it's spot. Still super cool. <laughs> I guess. I, I want just, it. I just love games. They're so Me cool. Too. Especially I, that one. I probably would have bought it like on the spot if anyone would play with me here. Well, Lindsay Damn says that she would, but not go fish. She likes, uh, we have a game called Medium. Uh, what is that? I've never heard of that. It's bomb. So you like try to read each other's minds kind of. It's pretty fun. So let's say there's four people playing and you got two teams of two and uh, you both draw a card that has just a random ass word on it like one can have fish and the other one can have banana (laughs) and you're both supposed to think of one word that connects them and then like at the count of three you say it and so like you could just say like food and that would that would connect banana and fish right but usually people end up saying something stupid like yellow and turkey or something dumb like that and then you take those two words and you have to come up with a common word and you get three tries to get the same word and it is so fun oh my gosh i'm gonna have to get that i've never heard of it before yeah that was their uh board game christmas present last year because we each buy each other board games for christmas heck yeah that's what (laughs) i got my kids well Santa a, got my kids. Board that's games. what I got your kids too. <laughs> yep. <laughs> they just got a shit ton of board games last yep. year. <laughs> yep. No more fancy expensive stuff. Like you can play some family games, damn it. <laughs> I mean, that's cool. That's what I like. Yep, Matt, me too. Matt doesn't like it. He says that he got board gamed out when he was a kid because his really? mom liked Monopoly. I love Monopoly. Mormon hates Monopoly and will not play it with me. <laughs> so I make him play a game he also hates. Almost literally, I think this past month, well, I guess not this past month, but the month before that, I think I made him play Yahtzee every single night that he came home from work. Like five <laughs> rounds of Yahtzee. And he hates Yahtzee. That's so funny. Matt likes Yahtzee because I don't know how, but he wins Yahtzee almost every time he has good luck i guess in one aspect of his life he has good luck (laughs) one specific area (laughs) yeah 
Howdy, y'all. <laughs> oh my! Your face. <laughs> you just like. <laughs> oh my gosh! Your face is just like what the fuck? <laughs> I didn't know we were entering a western. Sup, y'all? <laughs> this is legend. I'm Sam. I'm Amy. Okay, so this is a paranormal podcast where we cover cryptid, urgent, urgent, urban legends, Ur- urgent urban legends, urgent urban legends, <laughs> and the paranormal. Welcome. Okay, so today we are going to cover Champ of Lake Champlain. Do you know what that is? Do you know who that is? I'm pretty sure I know who Champ is. I can't guess on this one because it's like a Nessie of the States. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. That is exactly what it is. But uh, before we really get into this episode, I do really want to give a huge shout out to my friend Katie, who is a conspiracy theorist extraordinaire, because I hit a wall kind of with this episode where I just started reading like the same information over and over and over and I was getting super frustrated (laughs) and I uh messaged her the other day and was like I'm doing this and I can't find anything on it and I'm about to lose my mind and (laughs) literally I'm not kidding within minutes she sent me eight articles and videos on (laughs) champ And about half of them, actually, I didn't read and had new information. So this episode was made possible by my crazy conspiracy theorist friend, Katie. Thank you. Woo, Katie! Yeah, Katie! (laughs) (laughs) So that being said, I just really had to get that out of the way because seriously, this episode would not be finished if she hadn't uh, helped out. Champ is known as Champ or Champy and is dubbed as, like you said, North America's Loch Ness Monster. Uh, My family refers to him as Champy, so it's probably what I'll be calling him throughout this. Uh, Let's get kind of a feeling for Lake Champlain. So Lake Champlain is the Adirondacks' largest lake And it's the sixth largest freshwater lake in the United States. It is a 125 mile long, 201 kilometers for those of us not in the United States. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, its max depth is around 400 feet. It sits between Burlington, Vermont and Plattsburgh, New York. It also extends about six miles into Quebec, Canada. So before we get into the details and controversy yes there's controversy drama uh, (laughs) of champ i wanted to talk about an interesting article that i came across while researching it's an article from burlingtonfreepress.com it's written by april mccullum they talk about some really neat things that were found at the bottom of lake champlain uh One was a Revolutionary War gunboat named the Spitfire. 
which was part <laughs> of the Battle of Valcor Island, led by Benedict Arnold. It was discovered in 1997. Nice. A whole ass war boat. <laughs> I take it that means that lake is pretty big. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think um, in one article they said that in parts of it, it's deep enough to completely cover the Statue of Liberty. Damn. So it's pretty deep. Yeah. Um, then there was a seaplane that was found that had crashed into the lake on June, uh, in June 1947. So, last but not least, in June 2015, Colchester Technical Rescue Rescue (laughs) was conducting diving practices in Lake Champlain when they found a handgun in the water. Prosecutors were able to link this handgun to a January murder of Kevin D. Oliveira in Burlington. It helped build a case against the it helped build a case against the suspect Richard Monroe, who later pleaded guilty and was sentenced to 25 years in prison. Damn. So Lake Lucky Champlain find. shit. <laughs> probably has okay. lots of bodies and stuff too, but oh probably. <laughs> but I didn't find any. Well, that's that good. Said it. <laughs> okay, so now that we got that interesting stuff out of the way, well. We're going to move on to a differently interesting (laughs) subject. (laughs) So over the years, uh, there have been over 300 reported sightings of Champy. I'm definitely going to be talking about a few of them. But first, I'm going to get into kind of where Champy really begins. So the legend kind of goes that it starts uh, with a French uh, cartographer, which if you don't know, or cartographer. I think that's actually how you say cartographer. it. Cartographer. Yes. I know this one. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're not like Amy and you don't know what it is, it's a person who draws or produces maps. So there was a French cartographer named Samuel de Champlain. And so this isn't really a legend. This is, he's a real person. He uh, is, but the legend kind of starts with that he was credited with being the first person to witness Champy for the first time in 1609. So he was the founder of Quebec and obviously the namesake of Lake Champlain. Um, If this were true, then Champ would have been more than 300 years before the first sighting of the Loch Ness Monster, which the first Loch Ness Monster sighting was in 1933. However, (laughs) and sorry not to, you know, burst your bubble and bum you out, but this claim uh, has been dated back to a fake quote that was published in the summer 1970 issue of Vermont Life, where Champlain is allegedly quoted to say he saw a, quote, 20-foot serpent, thick as a barrel, with a head like a horse, end quote. Mm -hmm. This quote has been widely circulated and is, in fact, not true. Sad day. Champlain did, however, document large fish that he saw. And here's a quote from him. I think this is the quote that they kind of got the other quote from. But I think it was just 
either wrongly translated or someone just straight up made it up. (laughs) (laughs) But this is what he says. There is also a great abundance of many species of fish. Amongst others, there is one called by the natives Cherasaru. Beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Which is of various lengths. But the largest of them, as these tribes have told me, are from eight to ten feet long. I have seen some five feet long, which were as big as my thigh, and had a head as large as my two fists, with a snout two feet and a half long, and a double row of very sharp, dangerous teeth. Its body has a good deal of the shape of the pike, but is protected by scales of a silvery gray color, and so strong that a dagger could not pierce them. So the 1878 translation of his journals clarifies that the Chow Saru, Char- <laughs> it was way, way nicer the first time. <laughs> I know, damn it. <laughs> but they say that um, that word specifically refers to the long nose gar. Oh. On July 22nd, 1819, at Bulwaga or Bulwaga. <laughs> okay, let me start over. <clears throat> it's Bulwaga. I'm pre- Bulwaga. 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 Yeah. That sounds like the way I say baloney. <laughs> Bologna. I say that all the time too. Bologna. <laughs> On July 22nd, 1819, at Bulwaga Bay near Port Henry, New York, a man only known by the name Captain Crumb claimed to see a giant creature in the lake. He described it as a 187-foot-long black serpent with a head that resembled a seahorse, as well as having, and this is a quote, three teeth, eyes the color of a peeled onion, a white star on its forehead, and a belt of red around its neck. Okay, first of all, how does he know what 187 feet looks like exactly? Girl, I know. <laughs> I can't even tell what an inch is. <laughs> he watches a lot of football and he knows based on that how big the little guy should be. Also, how do you know it has three teeth? Like, is it just because he's got like two buck teeth and like a baby oh, tooth you, on the you bottom? You didn't know that that guy's actually a dentist and the and champ <laughs> went up to him and was like, ah, help me. <laughs> I got to cavity. <laughs> Um, okay. Uh, because of this sighting and many others, uh, since Bulwaga Bay has been called Champy's home base, Port Henry has capitalized on the legend by erecting a sign near the bay listing all the reported sightings, as well as passing a symbolic resolution in 1981, declaring the lake a safe haven for Champy. <laughs> that's kind of adorable it is <laughs> the legend caught the public eye in 1873 when the new york times reported the sighting of an enormous serpent with reflective silver scales by a railroad crew as well as an alleged sighting by a clinton county sheriff pt barnum offered a fifty thousand dollar prize because it's P.T. Barnum. Of just course. So you- <laughs> he wanted oh. to make a profit off of it. Yes. And of course, I added this in here because I figured you and someone else that I'm closely associated with would want to know 
how much $50,000 <laughs> was worth in 1873 yeah. when he offered this. So that is $1,142,958.33 in today's money. That just puts into perspective how freaking rich he was. Yes, it does. <laughs> Um, and that was for anyone who could bring him the hide of, quote, the great Champlain serpent. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, he wanted it for his World Fair show. Yeah, he was going to make a giant tent out of it or something. Probably. <laughs> um, I don't think anyone brought it to him because <laughs> he again. Off- not. Probably not. Uh, so I don't think anyone brought him it. Because he again offered a $20,000, so that's $599,976.14 for you, (laughs) um, reward to anyone who brought him Champy dead or alive in 1887. Mm. And then he was so helpful to suggest that a search party with boats and Gatlin guns be used. Sounds smart. Yep. The article says, and I quote, presumably to spray the lake with bullets until something longer than 50 feet floated to the surface. Oh my gosh. That's like a horror story. Casual. Super (laughs) casual. Wow. So now we get into the infamous Manzi photo of Champy. So this is like the most famous photograph of champy that there is and it's like used as evidence of champy more than anything else so in 1977 while on vacation with her family sandra manzi claimed to have spotted something in the lake and she quickly snapped a photo of it it was claimed to be of champy however many many people dispute the legitimacy of this photograph Evaluations of the photo were done in 1981, and there was no evidence of tampering, but there are many inconsistencies surrounding the circumstances of the photo. One being that Sandra kept the photo a secret for four years before announcing it. And uh, two, she only took one photo of this massive mystical creature. I mean, I don't know about you, but if I saw something like that, I'd be snapping the fuck away. First of all, what year was it? Oh, this was in 1977. Okay, so film cameras don't exactly work like that. (laughs) You can't just snap, 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 snap without like having to forward the film and all that jazz. But don't you still have time for more than one? Second, I went on a dumb whale watching thing. It was really <laughs> wasn't dumb. At least the second time I got to see tails. But do you know how hard it is that they like poke their little backs up and it's like, oh, picture time. And then you go to take the picture and they like dunk under. It's so freaking hard. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. I will give that to you then. Yeah. And the four year thing, maybe she was embarrassed. 
you know possibly she was like oh god people aren't gonna believe me and then she was telling someone one night while she was drunk and they were like i gotta see that and then they just <laughs> sounds like everywhere. a missourian <laughs> i gotta see that yeah the show me estate <laughs> <laughs> okay so okay i'll give you that yeah but now i'm on but- her side but keep your mind open when we get a little bit <laughs> further on. Okay. So, and this is just, I don't know if it really has much to do with anything, but this photo that she took very, very, very closely resembles the famous photo of the Loch Ness Monster called the Surgeon's Photo, which was proven to be a hoax in 1994. Mm-hmm. So I've seen that one. Yeah, they're so similar that when I was looking this up, I at first didn't realize there was like a difference, I guess. <laughs> like, okay, I need very- to look at this. What is her name? Manzi? Yeah, Sandra Manzi. <clears throat> is it Manzi with a Z? I. Uh, M A N S I. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a little, you know, kind of weird. It does look like it. Like the, like the. (laughs) Exactly. I was like, okay, which one is which when I was looking them up? (laughs) They do. They have them right next to each other. Uh. Okay, it doesn't really look like a living thing, though. Yes. <laughs> so, but wait, because there's more. Okay. <laughs> so, I actually found a really scathing article written by Robert E. Bartholomew, who teaches history at Botany Down Secondary College in Auckland, New Zealand, where he discusses the legitimacy of the photograph. And talks about Sandra Manzi's honesty when it comes to the photo. So (laughs) apparently, besides the reasons that we've already talked about uh, why this photo is suspicious, the Manzi family lost, quote unquote, the (laughs) negative of the original photo. Mm, Sketch. And even more than that, Mr. Manzi, this, this is the part that gets me, Mr. Manzi says something about possibly burying it or burning it. Mr. Manzi said that they might have done so because, and I quote, their experience had been somewhat fearful. Okay. So (laughs) So you get rid of the evidence? Yeah, exactly. So not only did they lose the negative, which... Uh, Robert says is probably unlikely considering the day and age that negatives were literally the only way you could duplicate a photograph if you lost the original. Yep. But they burned it or buried it? <laughs> Sounds smart. Yeah. Um, and another suspicious thing is that Sandra had and has always maintained and this is for over three decades that she's maintained this, that she didn't know the location of where she took the photo. But apparently she made a slip up in an interview with Ben Radford and Joe Nickel, 
that hinted that she was not being truthful about not knowing the location (laughs) of course not so joe nickel is going to be brought up again like he's really big into this champ investigating stuff but not really as a supporter more of a skeptic (laughs) oh fun yeah he actually does sound really fun and we'll get to that but so this is an interview with him and ben radford and sandra so ben radford says I know that one of the questions that always comes up about the photo was where exactly it was taken, but there's no answer. So you've looked. And Sandra Manzi says, while she's shaking her head, I have no clue. So then Joe Nichols says, we know it was somewhere near. And then Sandra Manzi interrupts him. And she says, I know it's up. Well, I don't want it. I don't want it to get out where it was because, you know, the idiots. I knew once it got out, once the photograph got out there, I was so darn afraid that some idiot with a gun would go out there and shoot at something in the lake. Mm. She does know? Yeah, I'd say she does know. So all of that combined makes me feel like and then just looking at the picture it it makes me feel like she's definitely not being truthful but I still have one more thing (laughs) and this is what nails you know nails it down for me she was also very like I don't know what the right word is obnoxious maybe um about the fact that she wanted to profit from the photograph. Yeah. Yeah. Any sort of profiting off of it. That's that's not right. I'm still looking at it. (laughs) (laughs) You're still trying to decide? Why don't people use, like, landmarks? I mean, I guess in the background it's pretty flat, but you could figure that out I could figure that out if it was on a lake that I went to all the time it looks like a piece of wood to me (laughs) yeah except it has a very weird curve that wood doesn't usually have naturally well maybe it was struck by lightning thrown into the (laughs) lake I don't know but it looks like a piece of like I don't know something wood sticking out um I will tell you (laughs) that I just clicked on uh the image on google and you know how it gives you the suggested underneath yes there was a suggestion of an elephant underwater with its little trunk <laughs> sticking out, breathing. <laughs> um, That's what it was. Champlain? It was an elephant. <laughs> That's it. That would be, I think, even more rare. <laughs> so moving on from that was the controversy section of. Um, well, I mean, this whole thing is really controversial, but I, I mean, that's the real scandalous part of this whole thing. There was another sighting of Champ um, that took place in 2005 by a fisherman named Dick Affolter. Dick Affolter and his stepson Pete Bodette. 
They took a video of the possible champ sighting and close examination of the images may be interpreted as either the head and neck of a plesiosaur-like animal. Um, it seems to even have an open mouth in one frame and a closed mouth in another. And that is taking, taken from the article I was reading because I looked for this video and could not find it mm. anywhere. So I don't know if that's true, but that's mm. what they said in the article. Um, or it could possibly be a fish or an eel. It was looked over by two retired FBI agents. Um, sorry, two retired FBI forensic image analysts, not agents. Got too much molder in my head. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to pull in the FBI on uh, cryptids. Yeah. Well, I mean, so they really can tell you logically. Yeah. You know, if you're <laughs> seeing stuff. But I have a quote from one of them. Uh, His name is Gerald Richards. He says, I can't find anything in there that would suggest or indicate to me that this has been fabricated or manipulated in any way. However, there's no place in there that I can see, actually see, an animal or any other object on the surface. Interesting. Like I said, I couldn't see the video. I'm guessing the person who wrote the article saw the video because they said <laughs> that there was an open mouth thing. I would hope so. <laughs> yeah. But the FBI analyst says, nah. There is a recording of echolocation from within the lake by the Fauna Communications Research Institute in 2003 that was working alongside the Discovery Channel for a program, the group concluded that the sounds they had recorded were like that of a beluga whale or orca, but not of a known animal to inhabit the lake. Yeah, it would probably be a little difficult to get one of those in there. Yeah. Mammals are the only animals capable of echolocation, and nothing in freshwater is known to echolocate except for freshwater dolphins, porpoises, and beluga whales. And I don't think any of those are in Lake Champlain. I'm not thinking so. (laughs) So the echolocation itself was recorded in three different areas of Lake Champlain, including a man-made navigation channel in the deepest part of the lake. Analysis conducted by scientists who recorded the sounds suggests the creature had an extremely advanced brain, unlike those which plesiosaurs are thought to have possessed. Okay. Now the fun part. Yeah. So what is Champ? A giant dolphin squid. Well, that's not a guess that I've heard before, and I have a couple (laughs) really interesting ones. (laughs) Uh, it's a guy that's really sad and he just jumped in the water one day and was taken over by fish. Is that like Aquaman's story? Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> I'm just trying to think outside the box. <laughs> well, you're doing a good job because so far, none of your guesses. And I have some way out there guesses oh, on good. here. I'm glad to be even further. <laughs> 
There are many explanations as to what he could be or how he came to be in Lake Champlain. First, I'm going to start out with the Native American legend that is associated with Champy. Honey, back <laughs> off. You're taking my co-host away from me. <laughs> I just want her to lick my forehead. <laughs> Pay attention. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry, the ADHD is kicking back in. <laughs> so uh, this is a direct quote from Kyle Miller and Andrea and Annecy, who run a souvenir shop in Port Henry and who were quoted in an article by roadtrippers.com. But I also did find the same story in a Sun Community News article. So uh, their quote is, a Native American princess by the name of Bulwaga lived with her tribe in what is now Big Hollow, also known as Coot Hill, located near Port Henry. These names... (laughs) I live up on Cooter Hill. <laughs> Sorry. That is not what they sound like. No. <laughs> not in New York. Never. <laughs> hey, I'm from New York. I know. So anyways. <laughs> exactly. By the way, I meant to mention this at the top of the story, but I was born in Plattsburgh, New York, which is why this makes it uh, you know, personal urban legend. <laughs> I forgot why, that. That's why you call him Champy. Yes. I just kind of skipped over that part. (laughs) (laughs) But this is this. Yeah, this is from my mom's side instead of my dad's side. Okay, so anyway, she had two suitors. Uh, The spurn suitor threw her from a cliff into what is now Bulwaga Bay, whereupon she drowned. Stricken with remorse and grief, the warrior picked up two large stones and threw himself into the lake. The angry fates changed him into a huge sea monster destined to call every morn for his love. The Native Americans, hearing his call, uh, hearing him call out Bulwaga every dawn, eventually gave him that name. And I'm not sure if when they say they eventually gave him that name, if they mean they named him Champ. <laughs> or they named him the monster of Bulwaga or something similar. I don't know. I but was they a did little name... close. You were a little close? Yeah. My oh, was... I mean, I, yeah. I, I did say a guy that went into the water and I don't remember exactly what I said. said but fish it definitely got him. <laughs> well, you know, fish would get him. <laughs> yeah, you were close. They did name, obviously, the that little bay or whatever after the princess Bulwaga. So it's Bulwaga. Bulwaga Bay. Many people believe that Champ is a dinosaur era creature, more specifically related to the plesiosaur, but that is unlikely since the lake itself was only formed 10,000 years ago. Uh, along with the dinosaur like appearance, he has been described as, and this is a direct quote from an article from LiveScience.com, written by Joe Nickel. So the same Joe Nickel who interviewed Sandra Manzi, who, by the way, has the best like little bio at the end of this article, which states PhD, a former stage magician, private (laughs) detective and teacher of literature is now a paranormal investigator and co-author of the book Lake Monster Mysteries to be published this May. Fascinating. 
Isn't that it? Is, that is a very interesting career path. <laughs> He's had a very storied life. Anyway, I just thought uh, this quote in that uh, live science article that he wrote is funny. Um, he describes it as a chameleon-esque creature that is black, gray, brown, moss green, reddish bronze, or other colors, and is between 10 and 187 feet long <laughs> with multiple humps or coils, as well as horns or a mane or glowing eyes or jaws like an alligator or none of those features. <laughs> nice. That's a good one. Yeah, <laughs> I loved his article. It was really good. Uh, his hypothesis as to why there are champy sightings are things like large fish like sturgeon, which I actually heard a lot growing up, or schools of fish, maybe otters. And then in parentheses, I wrote in all capital letters, the Kushtaka question mark. <laughs> the Kushtaka traveled across Alaska to go fuck with people in New York. <laughs> yep. uh, because they sometimes, oh, this is why they, that they say otters. Uh, because they sometimes swim in a line that can mimic a single long serpentine creature moving in an undulating fashion. They say other things that could cause a potential sighting could be wind flicks, boat wakes, driftwood, long-necked birds, and many other possibilities. So basically literally anything. Everything can make you think you see things. There was right. one time when I was, I don't know, eight, nine, something like that. I took this boat. Well, not me personally. I was on a boat. Yeah, eight-year-old <laughs> commandeered a boat. Exactly. I was on a boat with my classmates and it was going down the Missouri River, I believe. And it was like an old-fashioned steamboat or something like that. I don't know. We kept thinking there were sharks following us. <laughs> It'd be sticks or something, but be like, shark, there's a shark. <laughs> but, you know, being from Missouri, that was the only water that we had seen because the ocean very far away yeah i'm gonna guess sharks are very far away from you too yeah probably <laughs> but good good imagination yeah yeah i try <laughs> okay so i also found an article written by scott mardis titled a champlain crock of mythic proportions on skepticalinquirer.org where he talks about two Lake Champlain monster investigators, Katie Elizabeth and Dennis Hall, known collectively as Champ Search. <laughs> They're very invested in this, cool. especially Katie Elizabeth. She is so into this. I don't think there's anybody as into Champ as she is. They have a Facebook page. And I think it was Katie Elizabeth that posted, uh, quote, my theory that Champ and Nessie are closely related to the Crocodilidae family has been confirmed by many eyewitness accounts that I have compiled, end quote. Scott, the author of this article, apparently replied to that post explaining the problems in that theory 
And they replied back saying, quote, no, no one ever said that Champ and Nessie were crocodiles. I do believe that they are the same branch, but obviously not the same exact animal, end quote. He goes on to say that Katie Elizabeth also posted an article at academia.edu about, quote, mysterious alligator-like tracks, end quote, that were found near Lake Champlain which he says aren't really that mysterious and were probably caused by a large snapping turtle. His article (laughs) thoroughly debunks this crocodilian theory. And I'm going to really, I'm going to agree with him on that. (laughs) So in a different article, I found another mention of Dennis Hall, who is her counterpart for Champ Search, uh, that stated he proposed Champ was a why didn't I look up this? <laughs> Tanistrophus. Tanistrophus. A sure. tan- Tanistrophus uh, is an extinct 20 foot, six meter for those of us not in the US, long marine reptile that dates back from the Middle Triassic period. It's recognizable by its extremely elongated neck. Which measured, uh, which measured 10 feet long, three meters, which was longer than its body and tail combined. Oh, that must be very awkward to live like. <laughs> <laughs> I looked up pictures of it, it looked really cute. Um, but according to Dennis, in 1976, his father caught a strange looking reptile on the shore of Lake Champlain. He then took it to scientists who completely concluded that it was unlike any known species of living reptile. Unfortunately, or possibly conveniently, that specimen was lost. The article goes on to say that he saw a picture of the Tanistrophus and concluded that that is what Champy had to be. Interesting. Just a little (laughs) side note on him. Long neck, short bodied thing. In an article titled Lake Champlain's Monster, It May Be a Zooglodon, written by, yeah, never heard that word before, but I'll explain it, uh, by Clara Germani on csmonitor.com, they interviewed a Dr. Roy Mackle, who's a University of Chicago biochemist and a zoologist, who discusses his theory about sea monsters and champs. He hypothesizes that there is a remnant population of zooglodons. Zooglodons are a primitive whale species that have persisted from 20 million years ago. They are thought to be extinct. They were 30 to they were 30 to 40 foot snake-shaped creatures with small flipper-like appendages that breathed oxygen, ate fish, and were mammals. That's pretty consistent. Mm -hmm. He believes that the sighting of Champ are a small pod of Zooglodons. Interesting. You would think that they would see them more often, though. That's what I would think, especially if they're like a group of them. Yeah. And I've just, I never, that is a theory that I've never heard and 
Um, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> but yeah, it's just weird. How did they get in Lake Champlain then? I don't know. Especially, I don't know when they went. Oh, okay. So they 20 million years ago is when they existed. How could that be? Because Lake Champlain's 10,000 years old. I don't know. Lake Champlain was being formed and they activated some old ass egg that came back to With life. Mammals, bro. Oh, yeah, true, true. <laughs> An old ass like uterus. Platypus or something. <laughs> An old ass uterus. <laughs> Rehydrated it. <laughs> oh, God. It was beef jerky before. Okay. Gross. <laughs> this is disgusting. Okay. <laughs> wow. Uh, there is a champ seeker and local school teacher who heads Champlain Phenomena Investigation named Joseph Zarzinski, who has actually took it upon himself to name Champy. And I'm going to butcher this, but here I go. He named this. He named it. Bellu Aquatica Champlainianesis. Okay, that is a mouthful. It's really long. Uh, it translates into huge water creature of Lake Champlain. <laughs> wow, so original. He, <laughs> yep. He's spent over $20,000 and he spent years at Lake Champlain searching for Champy. There is a quote from him that states, Quote, we've had a lot of doors slammed in our faces. You have to be deaf to the laughter and blind to the snickers from time to time, which is kind of sad. Yeah. But good on him. So you do, you boo. (laughs) (laughs) You find that one thing that keeps you going. Okay. And lastly, I wanted to share my mom's personal story of Champ. So I asked her to write me a little, uh, what do you want to call it? Like her experience. So this is her quote. We were lucky enough to have grandparents that owned a beautiful red house with beautiful land, including a little part of Lake Champlain. I remember being so excited to go there, especially in the summer because they had built a really nice raft a little bit offshore so we could swim out to it and then jump off of it. It wasn't a sandy beach by any means, but still just as beautiful. It was a rocky beach. My grandparents and parents had tried cleaning all the rocks up consistently, but they just kept coming back. They had even built a grill that was built into the wall that led down to the beach and a nice sitting area. I have so many fun memories with my family there snorkeling boating swimming and family barbecues one of the most amazing memories i have is when one day i decided to ride my bike from my house to my grandparents house to go swimming they lived exactly a mile away great bike ride see our house was sitting right across the road that road that i rode my bike on to get to my grandparents house from literally the very largest apple orchard in the world it smelled so good too anyway once I had all my fill of swimming, one of the things us kids loved to do uh, was swim until we couldn't swim anymore and then run up to my grandparents' paved driveway. 
We would then throw our towels down on the driveway and just totally enjoy the hot tarmac underneath us. It felt so good. Well, on this particular day, I was getting up from laying on the tarmac, and as I stood up and looked toward the shore, I saw something I have not and will never forget. It was so large, so sleek and smooth as it swam. It was fast, and it didn't last long, but it was a huge hump. It was coming up from the water like a submarine. No head or neck, if it had a neck. Just this large hump, and then it moved about, oh, maybe 20 feet and then slowly sunk down. I was about 16 years old. I had seen many different forms of life there in and out of the water. I knew I, had, I knew I had just seen Champy. I am not ever afraid to tell anyone in fear of being judged or laughed at because it was so close and so vivid, and I know what I saw. I never did see it again, and of course, because I had seen him or her, I desperately wanted to see him see Champy again. That's nice. Yep, so it kind of fits with other sightings, the whole yeah. part especially. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it seems kind of serpentine. I don't know. That's just kind of the feeling I got from it. Yeah, the way she described it, like darting. Yeah, 20 like feet. sleek yeah. and smooth. <laughs> um, it reminds me of a snake. But yeah, she says she saw it, so I believe her. And um, so the last thing I guess I'm going to say is whether Champ is real or not, he attracts a lot of tourism for Port Henry and the surrounding areas. He is even an officially protected species by the government. <laughs> oh, and remember how I was telling you about Elizabeth Katie? Or, sorry, I totally messed up her name. Katie, Katie Elizabeth? Elizabeth. <laughs> yes. She got it approved that he is a protected species or a protected animal. Nope. Without any evidence of him being <laughs> legitimate or not. That's how much she loves Champ. Mm. Like that's she just how wanted much... to stick him to stick it to Barnum. Yeah. Yeah. She made him protected, <laughs> like, which is don't great. Go out with Gatling. <laughs> Gatling. Wow, I can't speak now. Yeah. You no one's gonna Gatling gun you. <laughs> like, <laughs> No one's going to spray bullets into Lake Champlain and oh hope that something larger than 50 feet comes up. Gosh, that's nuts. <laughs> it, it is. It's horrific, too. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, so Katie Elizabeth did that for him. Awesome on you, Katie Elizabeth. Uh, they also hold a Champ Day on the first Saturday of every August. So it's kind of like a festival or carnival. Um, Champ is also the mascot of Vermont's minor league baseball team, uh, the Vermont Lake Monsters. <laughs> uh, and there are many nearby establishments that use Champ as their logo. Um, he seems pretty benevolent and pretty harmless. So if Champ is out there, he's probably better off just being left undiscovered by humans. Probably. Um, and obviously, he has predicted the art of staying hidden. Yeah. Yeah. He seems pretty, pretty nice. Um, so do you think he's real? So do I think he's real? I don't know because I've never seen him. There's no <laughs> evidence of him, but I would like to believe that he's real. My mom said she saw him. So, I mean... I I would hope. 
but <laughs> Sandra Manzi really stomped on me there right in the heart with her damn photograph. <laughs> oh, I tried to go for it, but her the the rest of it just kind of was sketchy. But I know that my favorite person, Josh Gates, did an expedition <laughs> unknown there last year, but I didn't get to watch it. But they say that on a dive that they got some new evidence, but I don't know what it was. What? That never, like, in all my <laughs> research, you would think that would have come up. Well, you should have watched it. Don't you have Discovery? I do have Discovery. Plus, it's, on but it's on I'm going to have to then. Actually, you know what? I need your login information because I am so in love with Josh Gates. I need to watch everything again. Uh, Discovery Plus, definitely one of the more worth it subscriptions, in my opinion. It has every. <laughs> it has all the ghost hunters on there. It has, <laughs> which even, is your favorite. <laughs> it is, and it even has uh, Ghost Adventures, which I mean, Zach is very, very 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 dramatic but yes i still do enjoy it's like ghost reality tv for me it is uh it's like the only thing that's ever on netflix of ghost stuff and so matt and i have watched it a couple of times and we're like no oh i love it i'm like so calm down oh my gosh i can't do the dramatics (laughs) i can't when it's like jersey shore but if you're yelling at a ghost like (laughs) go for it bro go for it but I really want to know what Josh Gates said that he found or I don't think he did the diving he sent someone on his team but Uh, that would be really awesome but I saw nothing Mm. nothing from Josh Gates in my research it's a shame you should always go straight to Josh Gates for things like these I'll, (laughs) I'll write him down and keep him in mind for future episodes that's good good um oh so what i think other than josh gates finding something i think it is possible very little (laughs) yeah Yeah. i mean there is a very slight possibility that there is a creature living in a lake that no one has seen my thing with it is even though you know my family my mom's side of the family has always really believed in champ my thing with it is i've always been under the impression that he was just a very large sturgeon like my (laughs) whole my whole life i thought he was just a very large sturgeon i lean in that direction but from hearing my mom's experience i mean i don't think she thinks it's a sturgeon so i don't know yeah the smooth is kind of hard with sturgeon they got fins yeah and they have like ridges on them mm-hmm. they're so aggressive sleek and smooth they are yeah i never knew that they were aggressive i love them because of champ and every mm-hmm. time i go to the aquarium they look so peaceful and i'm like look at you cuties like all the sturgeon in missouri are evil they like eat everything <laughs> really? like, like when you go fishing you don't want to get one because you can't get it like it's little teeth they're gonna maul you are you sure you're not talking about alligator gar maybe i am because there are gar in missouri and they there's sturgeon too isn't there i don't know i'm gonna google it real quick (laughs) i've never heard of a sturgeon being in missouri but there might be but i do remember that one time 
I don't know if it was you that was with me or if it was Mormon, but there were, no, yeah, it was you because Matt was there and there was a gar in the water. There are sturgeon in Missouri, according to Wikipedia. It's a pallid sturgeon. And I was getting them mixed up, but I do know what a sturgeon is. Okay. <laughs> the weird flat head thing. Yeah. Which is why I was getting them mixed up. But yeah, gar are evil. <laughs> yes, gar are evil. They are very aggressive. <laughs> Isn't that a band or something? Uh, are you talking about guar? Oh, yes, guar. Yeah. I don't... love guar. I saw them in concert. <laughs> they dress up or something, don't yes, they? they like... do. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. <laughs> and they throw stuff on the crowd. <laughs> Weird. It is. It was really cool, though. So what do you guys think? Uh, anyone have any champ sightings or stories? Any of my fellow Plattsburgh or Burlington, Vermont folk know anything? Hit us up. You can do that by reaching out to us at This Is Legend Pod on Facebook and Instagram. You can also visit our website at thisislegendpod.com. And, of course, send us an email at thisislegendpod at gmail.com. All right. Keep it spooky, classy, and sassy. But most of all, keep it legendary. Goodbye. Bye.